Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's up, everybody? This is the first edition of the Corner 3 Sneaker Cast. There's only one person I could get to join me for this show, my good pal, sneaker extraordinaire and collector, Josh Strange. Hey, man, thanks for joining me for this. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. So, Josh is, I guess, my influence and mentor in the shoe game, where if I have a nice pair of shoes, if he doesn't like them, I'm heartbroken. So, <laughs> I was pretty stoked when he asked me to do this, and he said, yeah, so... Um, let's get right to it, man. Some big-time sneakers debut this weekend on Christmas Day where we see the Cleveland Cavaliers controversially get a big win against the Warriors, and in the time frame, we see the debut of the Kyrie 3s. We saw some photos of the Black Ice before, but then the Samurais come out, the All-White Player Exclusive Wars, and of course, King James LeBron 14, which is getting a lot of comparisons to the KD9s that came out this summer, but... Overall, I don't know how you felt. I was stoked for the new shoes. I love the LeBron 14s. I know they kind of have that little KD feel to them. They look a lot lighter than his previous shoes. What were your thoughts when you saw them? The LeBron 14s definitely a combination of the KD9, the LeBron 7, and the Soldier 10. Those three had a child somehow together. That was what this shoe would look like. It's a high-performance shoe. Um, it's going to perform great on court. And most of the time, just like all of his last models... I'd say 11 through current, perform great on court, don't look all that great. Yeah. Rocking rocking on the streets. Well, the thing is, like, you looked at the other ones, like, let's go back to probably the Christmas 11s stand out to me because they're so clunky, Uh and they look so big on the top. Like, the Ron's I buy, I buy Lowe's. Like, I bought a pair of Lowe's from you. Yeah. And uh, just because I think, like, when you look at the top and the high top, this looks so clunky, and I felt that this one kind of differentiated that. they're not comfortable because I wore the, the, the Christmas 11 that you're talking about. I wore them on Christmas Day, and I wore them for an hour and had to take them off. I wore my Liverpools because it was the closest I had to a Christmas shoe, yeah. my Liverpool 9s. And I did just get the Floridians for like a pretty cheap deal. Color scheme works for the Liverpools. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the shoe. Um, the thing that really I think really I liked a lot about it too was you saw he was cutting back on retail price for him. So his past couple of shoes, correct me if I'm wrong, been about 220 area. Yeah, 190 to 220, sort of like a... A retro. Yeah. They finally realized they couldn't push that high. It's just like why the KD9 dropped down $40, and they, they couldn't push it that high. Yeah, was it Kevin Durant said he's not a $180 player? Yeah. Yeah. And then and Originally, uh, when he signed with Nike, he came out and said, I want my shoes to be affordable, and I want them to be $100. Well, that lasted four models because the KD5 was 105 Yeah. And the then fours were only 95 at retail. I remember you and I vividly in the hunt for the Galaxies, and being very disappointed when we didn't get them. Had those in cart. So, <laughs> funny story about that day. So, that day, I'm a big penny guy. So, the Flight 1 came out in the original Orlando color for the first time as a retro. And the Galaxy Force came out same exact time. So, at the time, I was living, still living at home, and my brother was upstairs on the home computer, and I was downstairs on my laptop. I told him to put the KDs in cart. Then I was going to get the, on Nike is where he was getting his, and then I was getting my... Orlando's from finish line. I get mine and cart checkout. All of a sudden, he sends me a message from upstairs and says, Hey, can I get a shirt too? And I said, Sure, just check out quickly as humanly possible. Goes to add the shirt to cart, adds it to cart, and then the KDs are no longer in cart anymore. So I lost out because he wanted to add a t shirt. Ah, oh, yeah, I did not get that lucky. That was my first time in the hunt. So 
Rookie mistakes were vividly made by me in that one. Yeah. Rookie mistake by my little brother. Because I'm like, I would have bought you the Nike t-shirt elsewhere. No problem. But then you ruined didn't get them. But, well. Yeah, I did have to. I built. I picked up the Space Jams recently. And they actually had the logo shirt out. The Space Jam logo. I had to. I had to cop. Yeah. It was awesome. So, while we have it here, I did bring with us some utility. So, let's check out these Kyrie 3s, man. As you can hear, we are unboxing. Unwrapping as we go. We got the Black Eyes threes here. So, what do you think, man? What's your what's your thoughts on these compared to the one and two? It's the one and the two having a child and putting some spikies on it. That's really what it is to me. The strap is still there aesthetically without physically being there. And then the same has the two outsole. It didn't change at all, so you can make those quick cuts, which I think is Nike overhyping them slightly, but that's just my personal opinion. But, yeah, it's a good-looking sneaker. I'm, I'm looking forward to other colorways, but... It's not bad at all. Perform well on court, and it won't look bad walking around the streets. Yeah, I'm sure the Golden State Warriors are not fans of the Kyrie threes right now. No, I don't think they're fans of Kyrie, period. <laughs> You're probably right. He is the dagger in their soul. So we'll go ahead and wrap up this first segment here. When we come back, we'll talk a little about the Jordan 31s, our thoughts on them, the nostalgia of them. We'll be right back. So, Josh, we are now at the point of 31 Jordan signatures, not counting all the other size ways that they do and the Mellows and the Chris Pauls and all that jazz, but we've now hit, we had the Band 31s come out with the release of the Bread Ones, which we're going to get to that a little later in the show. The Shattered Backboard 31s, representing the infamous Shattered Backboard shoes you wore. Uh, we've had the Chicago ones with the really cool skyline on the bottom. I love that. The fine print with the signature on there. So... And you know, we've talked on this off air. If we were hooping, I'd buy that shoe in a heartbeat. It's a good-looking shoe. I like the uh, kind of way that the Nike swoosh fades into the Jumpman logo. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about it? What, do you, what are your thoughts when you jump out? What jumps out about you to the shoe? Performance-wise, that shoe's phenomenal. It's comfortable. I've tried it on. looks good on foot, but I just don't see it as street value. If you're not actually going out and playing three, four times a week, I, I don't see buying the shoe, especially at that retail price of 185 um, the colorways matching the other original one colorways, I think, is a great idea. Me too. The 31 mimicking the one's a good idea. Now, how that's going to play out next year when the 32 looks like the two a little bit, we'll, we'll see how that goes because good luck, Nike, on that one. You'll yeah. be fine after that, but good luck so far. Um, but, I mean, the shoe, it, does, it looks good on court, but I, I just don't see the street value to it. I think where I've been jealous about it is the player exclusives. So uh, Kemba has the Hornets one with the gray and the like, light green swoosh and well, the purple jump man. Don't forget, uh, oh, what's his name, that played for, um, he's a Zeller. He's a Georgia yeah. athlete too, he's got him too. And then Jimmy Butler, of course, has the Chicago white ones that are freaking sweet with the red bottom. Yeah. Which I have to see every Bulls game and make me want even more. All those players' exclusives are, are, are nice, and that's, that was genius on Jordan's part that they can go straight Jordan colorway into a current Bulls player. And oh, for sure. Constantly. What yeah. I'd love to know is what the difference between why Russell doesn't play in a straight 31. He yeah. plays in a 30 or 30.5. So it's a combination of the 30 and the 31. I would love to know what he doesn't like about the 31 and why there's a subtle difference for him. I wonder that too because they broke out. It's, correct me, it's the 30 heel and the 30, like the 31 body. And I, I thought that jumped out at me, especially. I mean, certainly working for him. The midfoot of the outsole is slightly different for him, too. And I'd like to know what the difference is, especially him being their flagship athlete wearing the current signature model and him being that 
that name brand guy, I'd love to know what the difference and why he doesn't like it. But obviously, they're not going to release that information. Not to mention the fact that he is the one Jordan athlete that has a signature shoe that's not a basketball shoe. Yeah. yeah. Which is not attractive. Uh, I don't like him, actually. I don't. I, it's not in my wheelhouse either, but I, I see the value to it. I do. The Zero, I think, is better looking than the 0.1 or whatever they're calling this new model. Yeah. The ad was cool. I mean, granted, it was a total shot of Kevin Durant, but yeah. which totally surprised me that Nike was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I think they try to separate the two out as Jordan Brand is its own thing and Nike is its own thing. Which I respect. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I think the coolest in the colorways are 31 as far as the PEs was uh, Kawhi had his logo on the tongue of his, uh-huh. and I thought that was sweet, because I his, love that logo. And his logo is probably the best logo since Penny's, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I like that one a lot, and then uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was wearing them, too. He wore the 13s on Christmas. Yeah. I think Butler did, too, actually, which is weird to see them both on court. Well, the 13, well, the reason they did that is because they took the 13 white, red, and black, which mm-hmm. is coming out in February. They took all of the player exclusives for... The signature guy. So on the Mellow 13 was based off the 13 colorway. Yeah. And then it even had the hologram on the tongue. Or, well, Mellow's was on the side. Chris Paul's was on the tongue, and then it was based on that colorway. So all their player exclusives they wore on Christmas Day are based off of that original 13. So that's probably why Marcus wore the 13. Yeah, I, try, I like I love that shoe a lot. I can't wait for February when those come well, out. Next year's the year of the 13. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I was looking at that, and I was like, I really want the Heat Got Games. I want those so bad. And Ray Allen actually talked about those recently. did an article for Slam Shoe or Magazine. Oh, see, I read that article. And it was pretty cool, like, hearing him talk about what he saw Denzel Washington wearing them on the set. And he's like, I got to have those. Which, those are one of my grails because at the time I was working at the bank, and I had a friend of mine who was still the store manager at the finish line. And I would always just go in beforehand and say, hey, I want these. And he'd say, okay. And I'd ask, do you want the cash beforehand or do you want them, you know, just me to pick them up? And that day, he's like, don't worry about it, just pick them up that day. Okay. So I get off work at 2 o'clock and I walk into the store and I'm looking around for them and I don't see them. And I go, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> so then I look at the assistant managers and I'm like, hey, are my 13s back there? And they all look at each other and instantly, as soon as they looked at each other, I knew they were gone. And I've never gotten them since, and I was hoping that this being the year of the 13, they'd come back out. But so far, no luck. I assume probably that might... There's a potential that could be the Christmas release. Possibly. Yeah. Or Black Friday. Yeah. Like the True Blues this year, which were obviously a major seller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was so happy to get my pair, though. I don't even care. And even though they're sitting in most places <laughs> in most sizes. But that's all right. That's the way people complained for years. They hated the sellouts. And they wanted them to sit years, go on sale even. But now they complain that those are garbage. It's like, buy what you like, rock what you like. Exactly. Don't buy it because it's it's hyped. That's what all this Yeezy nonsense is. Oh, don't even get me started there. I do want to touch on the Adidas athletes here for a second, though, um, because obviously, you know, Little and Harden are really carrying that brand right now. Um, you ever probably haven't seen, correct me if I'm probably since Trace McGrady, where someone's really carried that Adidas brand and taken it to the next level. And obviously Lillard has a lot of stuff going for him, not just being a phenomenal point guard in the National Basketball Association, but his music helps him a lot. Uh, Slam put him on the cover of the issue coming out next week. So the Lillard threes are a very interesting shoe. They kind of have that little slide-on, like, slipper mentality yeah, to it, yeah. along with being a best sneaker shoe. What did you like about those? And, uh, you know, the Hardens also, a really cool ad. I like the ad a lot. Well, you're paying $200 million. You better get something out of them. Right. I really like the shoe. To me, it's a little too heavy. Um, I like the initial colorway matching the Rockets. And then the Christmas was super clean, all white, yeah. and the snow theme. Um, the Lillard seemed like a great performance shoe. Again, 
the the wands looked really good on foot. I think you could you know wear them off off the court, but the Hardens I think are better off the court than the current model of the Lillards. Yeah, and then you have Paul George. Just you know his we've we've heard about the his signature shoe for a long time and since March. Yeah, so finally we're getting it, and uh, the silhouette was cool. I was I love the silhouette. I cannot wait to see the colorways. The colorways I'm excited about. I'm not thrilled as much with the shoe as I thought because they basically took a few models that they currently have out yeah. and just molded it for him. Um, I was looking, of course, as a Kentucky fan, more as AD finally getting his own shoe. But, you know, I'll keep getting my player exclusives and I guess be happy with it. Right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking for. I'm waiting for the day of the Jimmy Butler signature Jordan. So I'm with you. You're gonna be waiting a while. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think I am too. Uh, you know, we kind of go around like these player like contracts. We have them in here. Um, obviously, the big one for Under Armour's Curry, and it's been a very interesting sale for that shoe. Dropped dropped a lot. A lot of people weren't buying the threes. Uh, we remember when the twos came out and people were calling them Grandpa shoes during the playoffs because they were. Pretty much that, yeah. and then well, that um, shoe did sell out, even though they got made fun of on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. And then the colorways you've seen coming out recently. So with the Christmas one, that was like the maroon. I like that one a lot. Um, obviously, being a Bulls fan, I love the red and black ones that uh, we've seen. I haven't seen them wear them yet, uh, which I don't think you really can. Unless yeah, it's one of the special special days where the NBA releases their ridiculous sneaker rules, which they have relaxed. They have, especially compared to other leagues that play on grass and artificial grass. Yeah. Well, yeah. No comments there. And then, um, you know, you're kind of seeing that movement, too, of guys going outside of, like, those major companies. Uh, obviously, Clay Thompson has Antas, which are I think are hideous. Um, Believe it or not, though, if you took that shoe and put a swoosh on there... You're probably was, right, yeah. Some of the sneaker complex did it, and they, they changed it and put a Jordan logo on it. I think the shoe actually looks good. I'm not rocking it because I'm not a huge fan of him or right. State, but I actually kind of like the sneaker. That's, yeah, because like that's the same point. That's probably biasing for me, of course. Again, but uh, I love the way of Wade's that Dwayne Wade's doing. Yeah, I love their shoes. Like I would totally want to get up the the way of Wade fives. I've liked all the colorways. The one they haven't released, I really want. When they were playing, they did their circus trip, which is an infamous Bulls like long road trip. When they were playing the Lakers, he had a black and white colorway, and it was like with a gray like on out like gray gray sole. And haven't released it. No, and well, they didn't even release. One through four in the United... Well, no, excuse me. One through three never released in the United States. Yeah. Well, I think the Bulls actually, like, told him. Because, like, Lin, um, I'm probably going to say the company was a Lining or Lining. They have a deal now. Oh, Lining. Yeah. They have a deal with the Bulls now. Oh, do they really? Uh, yeah, so um, it's more or less like a community deal. Huh. So they're trying to get, like... Because Dwayne's been, like, huge on, like, making Chicago better, which is awesome. Yeah. I love him for that. And um, they actually put a lot into... Uh, they put a deal together for like that purpose so huh. they can go do stuff in the community. So That's really cool. And then he, he signed some athletes. Like Terrence Ross for Toronto is wearing them. <coughs> um, that's pretty cool for them. And I think there's a couple guys here and there I can't think of off the top of my head. So huh. he's, he's getting the brand out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love D-Wade. Which he wanted a little more pool Jordan brand and they didn't get it. And then that's why I said, well, see you later. Yep. And then, of course, well, how can we forget the Converse ads It's the first two years, yeah. the Flash. Yeah, the Converse, ad, the Converse sneakers were actually pretty good looking. They were, yeah. yeah. I remember them a lot. So we're going to wrap this edition here real quick. When we come back, we're going to touch on a few other things, including some infamous stories about some ones you've probably heard about. So, Josh, you know, uh, the big shoe this year has been the Jordan 1 quote-unquote band. And it is something that when you hear the word band and you talk about those shoes, which most people that collect shoes know as the quote-unquote bread colorway, something that drives you a little crazy when you hear the word band, right? 
That and then the bread colorway, right? Just because the shoe's black and red doesn't mean we have to call it bread. I agree. All the blogs and all the little kitties need a nickname to make the shoe cool, I guess. So, yeah. But the band one, it's always an interesting story that they come out and talk about how that shoe was banned. It's common belief, but it's not true. You can go back and Google search all you want that there are no pictures of him wearing on court because guess what? He didn't. Um, he wore them in the slam dunk contest, obviously, which there's tons of photos. There's photos, I believe it was a slam ad with Patrick Ewing um, that he had them on, but he never wore them on court. The Nike Air ship with the Wings logo on it was actually what was banned because it was black and red. Uh, the Jordan 1 didn't come out until later on in his rookie season. So when they talk about the band 1, that shoe wasn't banned. The famous NBA letter wasn't for that shoe. Now, Nike was genius to make back some of their 5 mil that they came out and said the shoe's been banned, and of course then it started selling out like it was crazy. Um, and that's that's the marketing. Marketing's Nike's forte. They they market better than they make shoes, which that's why they're the best marketing company in the world. Agreed. So touching on that real quick, why don't you think? And you know, we know the sneaker NBA marriage is way above any other sport out there. We know we we joked about the NFL earlier and every frustrating, maddening thing they do. Um, why do you think it is that basketball has a little bit more attachment to that than other school shoes? Because I mean. We had the Diamond Turfs growing up. We had the Dion's. Um, Barry Sanders has had his, his a couple of shoe color uh, his own shoes come out, whether it be his Oklahoma State colorway or you know some like ones for the class of Detroit Lions. Uh, Megatron had some a couple years back, which were pretty cool. I own a pair of those. Do you think that you know? And now Gronkowski's got some some Nike shoes out. Yeah. So do you think there's something where maybe the NFL could be, get back into that game of exclusive shoes? NFL shoes have never really sold. Not uh, really. The no. Rebus was a fantastic shoe. It's one of the, it's super comfortable. And the two never hit market. Um, AJ Green had player exclusives that sat and got sent back to outlets. I have mine actually. So do I. <laughs> so I mean, anytime they've tried the NFL route, it just it hasn't worked. Uh, I mean, Victor Cruz with his lifestyle shoe. Well, let's be honest. They took parts of a Yeezy and threw it onto a Nike shoe, and that, and I think that's why it sold. It's sitting in most colorways, but that's why some of the initial colorways sold. The NBA is attached to the sneakers because of, and the sneaker company specifically, because of AAU Ball. Because they own AAU Ball, which that's all Sonny Vaccaro. Then when he started putting money in the college coaches' pockets, they're tied to it. So yeah. the NBA gets a quote-unquote two different levels of farm systems in major college basketball in the AAU circuit, and they have, they have to. They don't have a choice. If they do that, then Mike e could say, okay, we'll form our own league in China maybe move, move more units and, you know, put everybody in Kobe's because Kobe's in China fly off the shelves. So, I mean, that's why they have to have that quote-unquote unofficial marriage. What did you think of the Kobe 80s? Good-looking shoe. It's a lot like 8 through 11. Um, heel looks a little bulky, but, I mean, guys like DeMar DeRozan love playing in Kobe's. Yeah, Buddy Heel's got him now. Yeah, and there's quite a few guys. And then even some of the Kentucky players are starting to wear the newer model. I mean, it looks good. I'm sure it performs great on court. Um, I just, it's too similar to the last, you know, four models, five models that it doesn't excite me any. Yeah, it doesn't blow me off the screen. I mean, um, I like them. I think they're a good-looking shoe. I agree with you. But there's nothing where I'm like, man, I have to have those. I might Nike ID them one day just because I think it'd be cool to make your own custom version yeah, of it. Yeah. But it's nothing where I'm like, man, I just I got to get my hands on those Kobe's. Yeah, no, I wasn't super excited about those. But, I mean, I think if they came out in the right colorway, which anymore Nike's just redoing the same colorways they've done before. Mm -hmm. Put the Mon Mercurial on the 11 uh, engineered mesh last year. 
Um, I, I couldn't get my hands on the Mondocurial 8s, so cheaper route, I just picked up the 11th. Yeah. Great looking shoe, still the same exact colorway. I feel like most of the KDs anymore, they're just redoing those. Oh, colors. they are. And I'm waiting for them to do a full-on Nerf one again, and that's just to sell out, because the 9's not moving. Yeah, I have the 9 USAs. I got them. Um, ironically, I got them, and then 10 minutes later, I got the push notification that he agreed to sign with the Warriors, so I think I caused that to happen. I'm yeah. sorry, NBA fans. But um, I thought, I, I, you know, we've talked about this, too. Like, it's a comfortable shoe. But it's kind of a weird mixture of a basketball shoe and a running shoe. It kind of looks like. And it kind of has a little soccer yeah. shoe, just like the KD6 did. And, I mean, it, it performs really well. It's really comfortable, but it looks stupid on your foot. you, you got to wear jeans because you can't wear them in shorts because they just look silly because <laughs> they're so narrow. I wore them. Um, I went to Chicago to see the Olympic team play. And I wore them. And I remember, like, the United Center of all places, I get, you know, what it was. Um, advertising the shoe on their on their on their jumbotron, and I always thought that was the weirdest thing because I've been to things where I've seen like sneakers advertised on, t- on jumbotrons and stuff. But to see a guy that's not from that area, who's not doesn't play for that team, get advertised, I thought that was kind of interesting. Signature guy, signature moment with the USA basketball team. He, I mean, he is the face when LeBron's not there. So I get it. I mean, it's Nike just pushing pushing product. Yeah, and then I think uh, I think Melo. I think Mello wore the 31 USAs during the Olympics, if I remember correctly. I know Butler did. Butler did. Mello wore, I think, the, uh, the Mello 12 a lot of the time, if I recall correctly. Yeah, and I thought so. That was um, what jumped out to me there as well. We'll be right back with this one. And then when we talk about basketball shoes, you can't go much further than the 90s and everyone basically having their player exclusive. I think Glenn Robinson the third, no, not just regular Glenn Robinson, I'm ahead of my time, had his own color sneaker shoe at one point, if I'm not mistaken. So did Jamal Mashburn. He did. He was a, a feeler. Yeah, he was a feeler guy. Yeah, I remember that. Them. I had him. I bought him at the shoe carnival. <laughs> no kidding. When they first came out, they were at shoe carnival. That's awesome. And um, and that was the thing that was cool about the 90s was like it kind of started that brand war in a way. You know, Nike, Reebok, Fila, Adidas, because all those guys were signed with different people. Reebok had Shaq. I forget Dada with Chris da- Webber. Yeah, that's right. Spinners. I totally forgot about that. Spinners. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Jason Kidd won the flights, and Penny and you know, Penny had issue with Nike. And one had Stefan Marbury. They did. That's right. I And then, of course, that led to Starberries, and then Ben Wallace had his own shoe that went down for like 12 bucks mm-hmm. for a little while. Yep. The 90s was really kind of like, I guess you can say, the tipping point of that like basketball sneaker marriage. Uh, I mean, obviously it started with, with the weapons and Converse with Magic and Larry in the mm-hmm. 80s. Um, there was the Puma Clydes, obviously were a big-time shoe. But that time, Patrick Ewing had his own shoe. Larry Johnson had his own shoe. Better than those, I am a grandma monster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Grant Hill was, you know, had his own Fila, which were like, awesome. I love that shoe. Alan Iverson came out with the Question 1, which are still iconic shoes. There was a Shaktosis. I mean, if we listed every player in the 90s had a signature shoe, we would have too long of an episode. So when you look back at those times, what are some of the ones you love the most and you know you still wish you either had or you still have them and you just won't touch them? Kamikazes are probably my list of shoes that, the, especially the Kamikazes one, the two was probably the more popular of the two. I had those back in the day. Don't have them anymore. Um, the Mashburns, because of the Kentucky effect, when Wendez did the uh, collaboration and did the all-blue suede pair, are super hard to get. Love to have my hands on those. Um, pennies, believe it or not, I wasn't that big a Jordan guy until later in life. Loved Michael Jordan, but when the shoes were coming out, I was obsessed with pennies. 
Um, I vividly remember my mom having to go out hunting for the black, white, and blue pair of painting twos. She couldn't get her hands on them. And then later on, when the all-white, which she wore in the All-Star game that year, um, one day she picked me up from middle school and said, hey, will you get something out of the back for me? And I opened the back of the car up, and there were the all-white penny twos, which I beat to living holy heck in a hat. <laughs> you can say I hell still, on the show, yeah, okay? Beat the hell out of them. I wish I still had those, but um, I still have my original Pippins that I got for my 16th birthday. The Tempus? No, the original okay. Pippin 1. Uh, which he, which is what he was wearing in the infamous flu game, carrying Jordan off. Yeah, but he didn't wear them with an air pocket. If you go back and look at Pippins on court, they didn't have the air unit. The air unit was too bulky because that was the days of the big air bubble versus now they're the tiny air bubbles. Um, and then there's, I still have the foam posits. Most kids ask for a car for their 16th birthday. Uh-uh. I asked for the original foam posits, which at the time were the most expensive pair of shoes at retail ever at 180. So I got those for my 16th birthday and then somehow talked my mom into the Pippin ones for school shoes. <laughs> so I pulled off both of those. And then after that, the next one I fell in love with was the Olympic uh, Flight 96 Penny Hardaway Player Exclusive. Beat the shit out of those. Literally wore holes in the bottom of them and kept wearing them when my mother had to throw them into the trash can. If I remember correctly, um, I think Antoine Walker, when he first got to Boston was wearing like some Converse for a little bit. Yes. I, I had those, yeah, yeah. and I loved them. And they were like, really, when you look back, they were not a pretty shoe. No, one of my favorite shoes ever is not a good-looking shoe. It was, of course, the 96 Kentucky Wildcats and the denim Converse. I wanted to wear those jerseys again so bad. 1996, hands down, is the best sneaker year of all time. Agreed. Penny 2s, Jordan 11s. I think the Air Max 96 not this iteration that they came out with that doesn't have the original sole on it, which is currently out. And then they came out with an Air Max 96-2. So there was actually two signature Air Maxes in one year, which that's the only time that's ever happened, was 96. And 96, and then the, I believe that was the either the Grand Hill Field of 1 or the 2. I can't remember which one. But if you go back and look at those, that year was just phenomenal. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was the spike. And then um, that was right before the Crazy Eights. Yep. yep. Yeah. Because he was drafted in 96. And the Crazy Eights were like, I still love the Crazy Eights. Like, if I could get my hands on a pair, I so would. There's the, the Olympic pair that they came out with for this year's Olympics. They're still on sale, I think, on finish line. Oh, Not really? Right now, yeah. Huh. I'll have to look into that. You mentioned Jordan, you mentioned Penny, you, like me, those are two of your five favorite players of all time. I think those probably are your one and two, what I know of you. No doubt. Uh, yeah, I uh, still have this argument every year that I think Penny Hardaway should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame, even though I know the injuries say otherwise. Stats don't add up, but I would agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just what he meant to the game, because, I mean, you're going to look like Ben Wallace is going to get in the Hall of Fame this year. He's probably not. No. He's not going to have his numbers that make you go, holy crap, but what he meant for the basketball and being the... Defense player of the year four times certainly doesn't hurt his resume. Right. Um, there is this story that you know pretty well of that, you know, there was a game in which Michael Jordan tried out his old Nike companion sneakers for a basketball game. So it was the year uh, the Concords first released in the playoffs uh, when Jordan was playing Orlando. And the Concords came out and the NBA had the rule they'd relax some of the sneaker colorway rules. But the Concords, when they first came out, there was a... Um, Video of Ahmad Rashad holding the 11s, talking about him on the sidelines on the NBC broadcast. Well, he wore them, and then the NBA said, stop wearing them. You have to wear something that's all black. Well, at the time, the Space Jams weren't ready. So he came back out with 
um, the Flight 1. So he actually borrowed a pair from Penny. And Penny, at the time, they had the one heel tab on the back. So Jordan took scissors to him, cut him off, and he was wearing uh, Penny's during a playoff game against Orlando. Which is kind of cool because before Penny really blew up his line, and the Flight 1 before that was really his first quote-unquote signature shoe, even though it was just a P.E., um, he actually wore player-exclusive nines, which, if you recall correctly, came back out a few years ago, mm-hmm. and that's when Nike had the production issue, and there's some that have a white bottom, there's some that have a black bottom. Those are loosely done off of the Penny player-exclusive nines. So Penny and Jordan are kind of intertwined because they launched that era and were the two biggest names. And that's kind of cool that Jordan has that uh, moment where he wore another player's shoes yeah. during a game and played against him. Which is even cooler that it happened against Orlando, because in, I believe it was 92 or 93, that's when Jordan had his jersey stolen out of his locker. Yeah, the number 12. And wore the number 12 jersey. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. I always laugh Both at that. Both of them were at Orlando. Because I remember, um, we had Kendall Gill on our network. It wasn't the show he did with us, but there was another show he did over the summer where he talked about his time in Seattle. Uh, I can't remember who exactly who it was. I think it might have been Hershey Hawkins. I could be wrong there. Was like jawing with Jordan during a game. Not and, a good idea. And Jordan shut him up by saying, "You're gonna jaw at me, but you're wearing my shoes right now." Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was like the best story ever. And that's what everybody always used to freak out when uh, Ginobili would play against LeBron in the playoffs, wearing his shoes, or he would do the same thing with Kobe. JJ Redick did that um, last year. The Clippers played the Blazers in the playoffs. They got eliminated. That was when Blake and Chris Paul and all those guys got hurt. And um, he jokes about it on his podcast. He talks about he wore Lillard's during the playoffs. And the only person that gave him shit for it was Paul Pierce because the Blazers eliminated the Clippers. He's like, you're going to wear that guy's damn shoes as they end our season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not I always a, thought that was funny. Look. Yeah. I, I always thought that was funny. And I know you hate Duke, but I love J.J. Redick. I can't lie to you. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> I know you can't. I hate Grayson Allen more, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a, that's a story for another time for sure. Darn Duke, guys. So, as we go ahead and grab up the first edition of the Corner 3 Sneaker Cast, um, 2017 coming up. 2016 was a year of many great releases. Um, so much to come out, so much to look forward to. Uh, we have a bunch coming up this year. We've got 12 playoff lows. We've got the Baron lows. We've got the rare Air Jordan ones with the with the Air Jordan logo without the wings, even before then. So Rare airs. Yeah, the rare airs. Thank you. And then... I think the Hair 7s are coming back out this year. No, they're Hair 6s. Are they? Yeah. So they took the Hair 7 colorway and put it on a pair of 6s. They look good, but nothing to get excited about. For me, it's pretty much 12 playoff lows. I love 12 lows. I know it's not the popular opinion, but like I said, wear what you're going to wear, wear what you like, and go from there. And then other than that, I'd say Flint uh, 13s. Other than that, as of right now, there's nothing I'm overly excited about. The rumored 11 colorway, if it's that unreleased with the Air Jordan on the lace locks, that doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. We'll see what 13s they drop because they'll come out with 10 colorways. They come out with the white and black, not using the nickname everybody calls them. The white and black 13s, if those come back out, I'll be I'll be happy with those. Yeah, I'm really stoked for, um, like I said, the rare errors. I uh, I, pro- I will try my hardest to get my pair of hands on a pair of the orange and black ones. Yeah, because those would match everything Bengals-wise, which yes. would be glorious. Yeah, which is what we're exactly what you and I are looking for. And then um, I am I'm actually pretty stoked for the Raging Bull Twelve Lows. I always like that shoe. Yeah. And I like that I know the red and black is just a victim colorway for me. That anytime I see it, I'm probably gonna buy it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I'm I'm really looking forward to those as well. 
if I get my hands on it, it'll be a whole different story. Yeah, well, anymore, I think it's easy to pretty much get anything, as long as it's not too many raffle tickets put in, and especially if they go to the system where it's online raffle, well, then I think it'll actually make things a little more fair instead of having sneaker store employees backdoor stuff to their employer, to their friends or buddies or whatever. Don't you work at a shoe store? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not there enough. I'm never there for the raffle, so I have, I have no sway. I can only ask it, and somebody else does it. Fair enough. Well, hey, man, this was really cool. I'm glad you did this with me. Yeah, um, done. Hopefully we can do this quarterly with the releases coming up this year, and we kind of touched on some things. Sounds good. All right, well, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Corner 3 debut sneaker cast. Be sure to check out our show this week because we uh, we're going to be breaking down the Hall of Fame class. So uh, we're going to the inductees and see what we have coming up. Anyone that jumps out on you on that list? Nobody. Really? Even though McGrady will probably get in. I liked McGrady back then, but to me, he doesn't scream Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain. It, to me, that name doesn't go hand in hand, but I guess you got to get somebody in so you get somebody to show up to the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm sure Ben, what's Ben Wallace doing these days? He's on the ballot. He's on the ballot. Well, when you're going from Shaq and Iverson, and then the next year you're going to go McGrady and Ben Wallace, like and Chris Webber and well, well, Webber, I think's a Hall of Famer, especially from his college days. Like I'm yeah. okay because Naismith covers all of it, exactly, so. and I think that's cool actually. Yeah, so Webber, Webber, I'm okay with, but. To me, it's not quite the same as Shaq and Iverson. I think my favorite name on there is Rudy Tomjanovich. I'm okay with him getting in. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he won those two titles. Yeah, and he was a four-time All-Star. Minus no Jordan in the league because he was playing baseball, but yeah, and too you much know, I almost had to play Pippen, but something happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and we'll go on for a while. This one, everyone have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.